Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's possible that you've never heard of xanthan gum, but it's extremely probable that you've eaten it before, maybe in a salad dressing, ice cream, or a smoothie. Xanthan gum is a compound that stabilizes and thickens foods so that they have the flavor and mouthfeel that you'd expect. Since its discovery in the 1960s, xanthan gum has been an ingredient in a variety of foods and beverages, including sauces, dairy products, baked goods, confections, and low-fat spreads. It helps suspend spices in salad dressings and even gives toothpaste that smooth and consistent texture. It's actually used in a number of industries, like to help thicken drilling fluid in geotechnical engineering and to bind ingredients together in cosmetics. It's also a key ingredient in gluten-free foods. People with celiac disease and gluten sensitivities can experience painful stomach cramps and diarrhea if they eat baked goods or other foods that contain flour. Foods made without gluten rely on xanthan gum and other ingredients to thicken them up and bind moisture inside so that gluten-free breads and pastries can have the same texture and flexibility of foods that contain gluten. We spoke with Sean Matijevich, a chef instructor at the Culinary Institute of Virginia in Norfolk. He explained that it's just as useful in household kitchens as commercial ones because it's colorless and flavorless. Unlike other thickening agents like cornstarch or flour, xanthan gum doesn't block the flavor of the food it's mixed with. He said, I talk about it with my students. It's something I've been using for a long time. It's a really cool way to manipulate texture, especially with sauces and baked goods. For example, if you're pureeing juicy vegetables to make a sauce, say bell peppers, xanthan gum smooths it out and helps it cohere. It comes in a powder form that you can find in the grocery store or online, and you need very little of it to create the thickening effect. Matijevich said, So, when we're using cornstarch, we're using it in concentrations of like 1%. With xanthan gum, we're using it in like a quarter of a percent or even less than that. But if you use too much xanthan gum, it can get rubbery. Matijevich said, I describe the texture sort of like mucus. It's very distinct and not pleasant at all. The company Bob's Red Mill, which sells xanthan gum among other things, recommends just a quarter teaspoon of xanthan gum per cup of non-wheat flour for gluten-free cookies and just one to one and a half teaspoons per cup of flour for gluten-free breads. You can also add about a gram, that's an eighth of a teaspoon, per liter of drip coffee, that's about four and a half cups, and process it in a blender for a few seconds for a dairy-free latte. So where does this substance come from? Xanthan gum comes from the bacteria Xanthonomus campistris, which are found in nature on the leaves of green vegetables such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and turnips. When these bacteria are grown in a particularly formulated liquid and fed an excess of glucose, usually derived from corn, soy, or wheat, they eat that sugar and secrete xanthan into the environment around them. You can then separate the xanthan out, dry it, and grind it into a powder to create xanthan gum. All of which might sound kind of gross, but it means it's a natural product. Using colonies of friendly microorganisms as miniature farms can give us all kinds of awesome things, from beer to biofuel. While xanthan gum has been around for decades, it's only made its way into grocery store shelves within the past decade or so, 
due in large part to the rapid rise in celiac disease diagnoses, but also due to Homecook's interest in molecular gastronomy and other less conventional schools of food preparation, seen in posh restaurants and on cooking shows. If you're looking for xanthan gum, check the baking aisle, or maybe the baking shelves in the natural food section. Xanthan gum was approved as a food additive by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, in 1969, based on a safety assessment by that federal agency. And the World Health Organization and the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization also deem it safe for consumption. Aside from its thickening and emulsion qualities, xanthan gum may also offer some health benefits. Two studies, one published in 2013 in the journal Applied Physiology, Nutrition, and Metabolism, and a second published in 2016 in Food Science and Technology Research, found that xanthan gum may have a positive impact on blood glucose levels. The 2016 study showed that it actually lowered the glycemic index of rice and the blood sugar levels in those participants who consumed it. There's also evidence that xanthan gum binds moisture in the digestive tract and, as such, can act as a laxative, which can be a blessing for people who experience constipation, but a pain in the gut for people with the opposite line of issues. And since xanthan gum is made from bacteria that lives on cruciferous plants, people with severe allergies to vegetables like broccoli and cabbage may experience adverse reactions to products made with xanthan gum. For those who don't have issues with it, though, Matijevich suggests making it a staple. He said, I've had it in my house for a while. It stores well, like a spice in a spice cabinet. It's such a useful product. Today's episode was written by Jennifer Walker Journey and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other adhesive topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.